This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. What went wrong? What we've learned about the final moments leading up to the tragic crash. Copter down, approximately 300 yards east of the intersection. Would you have flown? The special father-daughter bond. I love this. How Gigi wanted to follow in her dad's legendary footsteps. Like, oi, I got this. And the show must go on. Tonight is for Kobe. After the news of Kobe's tragic death, hundreds of fans gathered here outside the Staples Center. Then, new bombshell testimony at the Harvey Weinstein trial from this accuser. What she says happened inside his home. He held me down on the bed. I tried to get away. And everybody lift. There's a woman under the SUV. Plus, coronavirus ghost city. People are staying inside. What he did before heading into the quarantine streets. Got my gloves. I'll wash these when I get home. And here she is. Hi, I'm Sailor Brinkley-Cook, special Super Bowl correspondent for Inside Edition. We got our credentials. You're official now. Ooh, let's do it. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Questions abound over what caused the luxury helicopter carrying basketball legend Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others to crash into a hillside near Los Angeles. The aircraft was on its way to a basketball tournament when it went down in heavy fog. As Jim Murray reports, a team of investigators from the federal government is on the scene to try to determine what went wrong. We're learning heartbreaking new details about the tragic helicopter crash that took the lives of Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter, and seven others. The pilot may have become disoriented in thick fog. Required to be a copter down approximately 300 yards east of the intersection. It's easy to get in trouble when you have very, very poor visibility. Veteran helicopter pilot Jim Miller analyzed the Doom Chopper's flight path for Inside Edition. He had control of the aircraft. It was not out of control. It wasn't falling from the sky or anything else like that. He was just flying along, and all of a sudden, there was a mountain in front of him, and he couldn't stop. Would you have flown? No. No, I wouldn't have. The helicopter took off from John Wayne Airport in Orange County at 9.06 a.m. Sunday and followed the northbound lanes of an L.A. freeway. They circled over the L.A. Zoo for 15 minutes, then continued north before crashing in the celebrity enclave of Calabasas at 9.45. Moments before the crash, air traffic controllers can be heard warning the pilot he was flying too low to be seen on radar. Two echo x-ray, you're uh, still too low level uh, for uh, flight following at this time. The investigation is underway trying to determine the cause of this crash. It's not yet known if weather was a factor, but eyewitnesses say visibility at the time was simply horrible. It sounded to me that he was going into a slow searching hover 
maybe to try to orient himself to find out where he was. Yeah. He was just too low. So from your vantage point, with the helicopter just a few hundred feet above you, were you unable to see that helicopter? I couldn't see the helicopter. You could just hear it? I could hear it. Along with Kobe and his daughter Gigi, seven others also lost their lives. They've now been identified as John and Carrie Altabelli and their daughter Alyssa, Sarah Chester and her daughter Peyton, and basketball coach Christina Mauser. They were all headed to Kobe's Mamba Academy for the girls' basketball tournament. Also killed, pilot Ara Zaboyan. Kobe Bryant took helicopters everywhere. He said he was tired missing family time while stuck in L.A. traffic. I had to figure out a way where I could still train and focus on the craft, but still not compromise family time. Mm. And so that's when I looked into helicopters. The Sikorsky S-76 was his favorite. Here's what it's like inside. It's like a flying limo. Kurt Dietz flew Kobe many times. You can see his name in the logbook. You would consider this a very safe oh, yeah. and sound yeah. aircraft? Very reliable. It's a very well-made aircraft and it's extremely reliable. You probably don't want to fly in much anything better than that. By all accounts, Kobe was a devoted husband and father, but the bond with his daughter Gianna, who went by Gigi, was special. Kobe was her coach, and their love of basketball was just one of many interests they shared. Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, affectionately known as Gigi, always had a special bond. Basketball was in her DNA. Here they are practicing, dad towering over his girl. Kobe blocks, she shoots and scores. Fast forward to Saturday. These are the heartbreaking last photos of them. Kobe coached Gigi's basketball team, the Mamba Lady Mavericks. Kobe gave a big smile. Do you think your daughter might want to play in the WNBA? She does for sure. She in this interview with Jimmy Kimmel, Bryant told a charming story about Gigi. The best thing that happens is when we go out and, and, and fans will come up to me and she'll be standing next to me and they'll be like, hey, you got to have a boy. You and V got to have a boy, man. Have somebody carry on the tradition, the legacy. She's like, oi, I got this. That's right. Yes, you do. You got this. And look, she could even dribble in high heels. Dad and daughter were often seen courtside at pro basketball games. Kobe and his daughter in the building, breaking down the game. I love this. Kobe was also devoted to his three other daughters with wife Vanessa. Their youngest was born just seven months ago. Photos of the family show them enjoying Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. In a CBS interview last November, Kobe talked about being the only guy in the house. In your house, do they look at you and go, Dad, just stop? Oh my God, yeah. Like, I, like, I, I don't never know what I'm talking about. I have absolutely no say so. Kobe and Vanessa were married in 2001. She stood by him during the worst crisis of his life in 2003 when he was charged with sexually assaulting a woman who worked at a Colorado ski resort. Prosecutors later dropped the charges. In a memorable news conference, he apologized for what he said was consensual sex with his accuser. There was Vanessa. I'm so sorry uh, for having to put you through this and having to put our family through this. In retirement, this is what Kobe loved the most, coaching his daughter's team. It combined his love of basketball with his devotion to Gigi and her quest to walk in her dad's footsteps. Bryant was top of mind at last night's Grammys that was held at the Staples Center, also known as the house that Kobe built. Singer Lizzo kicked things off with a special shout-out to the basketball icon. Tonight is for Kobe. 
Music's Biggest Night honored Kobe Bryant with heartfelt tributes, starting with Lizzo's opening number. And we're literally standing here heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built. Alicia Keys hosted at the Staples Center, where Kobe had so many iconic moments as an L.A. Laker. Other performers also remembered him on stage. Here's Victoria Ricano. Hours after the news of Kobe's tragic death, hundreds of fans gathered here outside the Staples Center, where he had a historic career playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. and choreographer Debbie Allen was overcome with grief. This year's show still managed to pull off some big surprises and blockbuster performances. Demi Lovato was overcome with emotion when she took the stage for her first performance since her 2018 overdose. I tried to talk to She had to start all over again and she shined. The night belonged to 18-year-old Billie Eilish. Who became the youngest performer ever to sweep the four big categories. Billie Eilish! Billie Eilish! Song, record, album, and best new artist. I love you. Thank you for this. Another blockbuster performance came from Ariana Grande. She dominated the red carpet in a smoky princess gown. But why stop with just one Grammy look? Ariana re-emerged in yet another cascading gray ball gown. When the Jonas Brothers took the stage, fans couldn't help but notice that Nick had a piece of lettuce stuck in his teeth. And at least you all know I eat my greens, he tweeted. And so the show did go on but not without a deep sense of loss. We love you, Colby. And it wasn't just at the Grammys. Across the world, news of Kobe Bryant's death was met with disbelief and sadness. Please join us in a moment of silence in honor of number 24. Arenas go silent across the country as fans remember Kobe Bryant. Los Angeles Clippers head coach Doc Rivers broke down thinking about his former rival and friend. The news is just devastating to everybody. I have to go talk to a team uh, before a game and tell them to play. <laughs> L.A. Lakers star LeBron James could be seen sobbing and hugging friends after landing at LAX. Tiger Woods received the shocking news about his friend after finishing 18 holes of golf. I didn't really understand why uh, the people in the galleries were saying doing it for Mamba, um, but now I understand. Um, it's a shocker to everyone. Um, un un unbelievably sad. Inside Madison Square Garden at last night's game, the Knicks announcer was in tears. Just don't feel like broadcasting. I know a lot of the players. <clears throat> Excuse me, don't feel like playing. It's just a sad, sad day. Here's Lisa Guerrero. As a young sports reporter, I interviewed Kobe many times. He always treated me with respect and kindness, and he was acutely aware of the difficulties I faced as a female in the locker room. Years later, I ran into Kobe, and he said that he loved that I was doing Inside Edition investigations. In fact, he told me, quote, I'm so proud of you. My heart goes out to his family and the families of the other victims today.
And the NBA issued a statement saying it is devastated by Bryant's death, calling him, quote, one of the most extraordinary players in the history of the game. Other news today, an amazing display of teamwork and selflessness when a woman was trapped under an SUV after an accident. At least a dozen Good Samaritans stepped up and literally lifted the car off her. There's a woman pinned under the black SUV in Manhattan. A few Good Samaritans struggle to lift it, but the SUV is way too heavy. Then more and more men join in the rescue. It's a battle of muscle versus metal. Finally, success, muscle wins. The heroes lift the 4,000 pound SUV and free the woman. There she is, conscious and well enough to make a call. The driver was cited for failing to yield to a pedestrian. The woman who was pinned was treated at a local hospital. Her condition has not been released. And the woman whose allegation against Harvey Weinstein led to criminal charges took the witness stand today, describing how what she thought was going to be a business meeting ended up in an attack. Stephen Fabian has the latest from criminal court in Manhattan. Harvey Weinstein sounded upbeat today for day three of his trial. How are you feeling? Good. He walked past reporters with the aid of his walker. But inside the courtroom, the jurors heard devastating testimony by a former production assistant, Miriam Haley, who claims Weinstein forcibly performed oral sex on her at his home in 2006. Miriam Haley says she met Weinstein at a London movie premiere when she was 25 years old. Two years later, they met again at the Cannes Film Festival, and she asked him for a job in New York. He got her an entry-level position at one of his TV shows, Project Runway. Then she says she refused an offer of a trip to Paris with him, but accepted an invitation to his home in Manhattan because she thought it was a business meeting. In court today, Haley broke down as she recalled how Weinstein took her by surprise and lunged at her. The prosecutor asked what happened when he lunged. He was kissing and fondling me. I walked backwards because he was pushing me with his body. He held me down. At that point, I started realizing what was happening. I thought, I'm being raped. Miriam Haley was detailing graphically what Harvey Weinstein allegedly did to her in 2006. Harvey Weinstein didn't like what he heard. He could be seen at counsel's table, head up, shaking his head no, like, I can't believe she's saying this. Haley went public with her story at a press conference in 2017. I remember Harvey afterwards rolling over onto his back saying, don't you feel we're so much closer to each other now? To which I replied, no. If convicted, Weinstein could face life in prison. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, coronavirus ghost city. People are staying inside. What he did before heading into the quarantine streets. Got my gloves. I'll wash these when I get home. And Super Bowl week begins <laughs> right now. Hi, I'm Sailor Brinkley-Cook, special Super Bowl correspondent for Inside Edition. We got our credentials. You're official now. Ooh, let's do it. Plus, the image-melting social media. Kobe and Gigi in basketball heaven. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. The Kobe Bryant death investigation. Next, Inside Edition, retracing the chopper's flight from takeoff to disaster. Minute by minute, anatomy of the fatal flight. Watch the next Inside Edition. The Centers for Disease, Disease Control is confirming that the number of coronavirus cases in America has risen to five. And in Wuhan, China, the city where the virus was first identified, the streets are deserted. 
A once bustling city of 11 million people has turned into a ghost town. People are staying inside. An American teacher shot this extraordinary video of the eerily deserted streets in the city of Wuhan, ground zero for the coronavirus outbreak. Naturally, everyone is paranoid at a time like this. This is how lively and noisy Wuhan streets normally are. One mask. Another mask. This Irishman who lives in Wuhan is wearing two face masks and taking other precautions as he ventures out to buy groceries. Got my gloves. I'll wash these when I get home. Even with gloves on, he won't touch the elevator button. I'm just going to knee it. Outside, he finds deserted streets that would normally be teeming with life. Usually a very, very busy road. But obviously not today. Here at airports in the USA, more and more passengers are seen wearing face masks. That's actress Felicity Huffman and her daughter Sophia arriving at JFK Airport. It's unclear if they were worried about coronavirus or just wanted to remain incognito because of the college admissions scandal. The stock market took a big hit today. When you look at the economic impact, if there should be more cases reported here, uh, there's a chilling effect where people basically get scared to go out, they get scared to interact with others, and as a result of that, they'll be spending less. 81 people have died of coronavirus, all of them in China. By way of perspective, the CDC estimates so far this season, the flu has sickened 15 million people and caused 8,200 deaths. Back with more after this. Still to come, Super Bowl week begins right now. Hi, I'm Sailor Brinkley-Cook, special Super Bowl correspondent for Inside Edition. We got our credentials. You're official now. Ooh, let's do it. Plus, the image-melting social media. Kobe and Gigi in basketball heaven. It is a busy week in Miami in advance of Sunday's Super Bowl. The spread between the Chiefs and the 49ers is the narrowest in Super Bowl history. Megan Alexander joins us now from Miami. Megan? Deborah, the countdown begins to Super Bowl Sunday, and as fans start flocking to Miami and the festivities get underway, many here are thinking of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, and the other lives lost in yesterday's terrible helicopter crash. On Miami Beach, we spotted a tribute to Kobe Bryant floating by on a pontoon boat. This year, <laughs> I'll be joined by our special Super Bowl correspondent, Sailor Brinkley Cook. Hi, I'm Sailor Brinkley Cook, special Super Bowl correspondent for Inside Edition. The 21-year-old daughter of supermodel Christy Brinkley wowed America last year when she stepped in for her injured mom on Dancing with the Stars. Are you excited to work the Super Bowl? I mean, this is insane. I've never been to a Super Bowl. I don't know much about it, but I'm really excited to learn and like get to know these people. First stop, there the Miami is, Beach Convention is. Center for the Super Bowl experience. Come on, okay. Sarah. Come on. Let the festivities begin. Welcome to Super Bowl 54, Sailor. We got our credentials. You're official now. Ooh, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> and tomorrow we'll have more with Megan and Sailor as they take a look at the security measures being put into place to keep everybody at the big game safe. When we come back, the haunting Kobe Bryant tribute that's gone viral. Finally today, one of the more poignant of the many worldwide tributes to Kobe Bryant.
It's a moving image, melting social media. It shows Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi. The father and daughter have angel halos above their heads, and they gaze at a basketball hoop that appears to be floating in heaven. The caption reads, rest in paradise. And that is Inside Edition for today. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.